Hi, I'm Mrs. Clay, and welcome to the Is That True podcast. On today's episode, you're going to find out the amazing ways that music can affect your body and mind. So I want you to think for a minute about music. How much of your day includes music? It might be more than you actually think, because there's a lot of ways that music can enter our lives. And sometimes it's by choice, like when you scroll through your playlist or turn on the car radio and change a station. But a lot of the times music is just kind of in the background of our lives. Like there's stores that play music, um, ads on TV, you're maybe sitting in the car and somebody pulls up next to you and their speakers are booming. Um, for me, music is, it's become essential to my life. I just, I have to listen to music. I need music when I'm working, when I'm reading, um, when I'm cooking, even I'll put on music on my Kindle. Uh, I just have to have music on no matter what, of course, when I'm driving, anytime that I have downtime, Um, If there's nothing on TV, I would just rather listen to music with whatever else I'm doing. So music's always played an important role in my life. Uh, I was in band in high school from actually from grade six till my sophomore year college. I was in band and played three instruments. And um, I've, you know, enjoyed just music over the years in a variety of ways, gone to concerts, etc. But one of the reasons why I decide on the way that music can affect your body for this episode is it goes back to like, I guess you'd call it a phenomenon that I have had for several years where there are certain pieces of music that give me chills. And that may sound like really weird, um, but it's true. Like I will actually get goosebumps when I listen to certain pieces of music and it happens at certain moments. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but um, I was curious to know like more about why this actually happens. So that's actually our first thing that we're going to cover is this idea of why and how music can give you chills. So it's actually called Friesen. So when you listen to a piece of music, your brain figures out what parts are repeated and it follows them because our brains like patterns. And songs definitely have patterns in their rhythms and their melodies and their lyrics. Think about when you listen to a song, how many elements or how much of it actually ends up repeating through the song. Um, But when you hear something unexpected in a song, it goes against the pattern that your brain has been following. And that's the moment when you might have chills or goosebumps during the song. So the factor that breaks the pattern, it can be anything because every song is a little bit different. So it might be um, that a certain part of the song gets louder or that an unexpected harmony kicks in or even just the start of a solo because that's something new that's entering the song. All right. So people who experience this, um, it's only about 50% of the population can get or has chills when they listen to music. And this group of people, they have something a little bit different happening with their brain, but it is a good thing. So if you fall into this category, 
don't worry. Uh, what happens is you have a, a part of your brain that processes what you hear. It has more fibers connecting to the part of your brain that processes emotions. So by having more fibers between these two parts, it means that you are able to experience emotions more deeply. But this isn't the only interesting characteristic of people who have chills when listening to music. This group of people also tend to be more creative and curious. And on top of this, they even have a supercharged appreciation of beauty, especially like in art. Uh, in fact, scientists describe this behavior as aesthetic chills and that it happens during a peak emotional experience. And so aesthetic has to do with beauty, but especially in art. Um, now, I've only experienced this when listening to music, but there are other people out there who experience it or feel it during a certain part of a movie or when they hear a poem read aloud or even when they look at a certain piece of art. Okay, so the thing that I'm still kind of wondering is, you know, why do I keep having these chills for the same pieces of music? You know, I get that it happens because there's something unexpected that breaks the pattern in the music, but I've heard these songs, these pieces so many times, I would think that, you know, my brain would still recognize that a pattern's going to be broken in the piece of music, and yet I still actually have those chills. Uh, and it can be a piece of music I haven't heard for years, like decades even. So the connection between music and chills is still a little bit of a mystery to me. Um, so if you're one of those people that experience it, hopefully that kind of answers some of your questions or lets you know at least that you are not alone. So besides the aesthetic chills reaction, listening to music can actually improve your attention. And when we're talking about attention, there's actually three different factors that are involved. The first one is your alertness. So that means how awake you are. And the second factor is called orienting. And that's how aware you are of what's around you. And then the third one is called your executive attention. And this is how well you can ignore things that don't matter. So it's almost like how in charge you are of your own attention. So to see how music can affect people's attention, there were researchers who looked at how the brain sorts out events and they used classical music from the 1700s that was not well known. And while people listened to that music, the researchers scanned their brains and the results showed that the right side of the brain was much more active during the time between the pieces of music. So that means that listening to music gives the brain a way to practice paying attention. It's like when the music ended, the brain perked up and focused on when the music would start again. So that's exactly why listening to music can sharpen the brain's ability to anticipate events. But that's actually not the only connection between music and attention, because studies have shown that people who play an instrument are better at paying attention. Um, there's something about musicians' brains that have more gray matter 
so they can focus and concentrate for longer periods of time compared to people who don't play a musical instrument. And um, that's an interesting concept to me. You know, having a history of being a musician, um, I will say I do remember sitting in band class and people getting in trouble because they weren't paying attention to our director. So, you know, maybe that was just part of having a group of teens together. I don't know. Um, or maybe it's one of those things that maybe the longer you're a musician, the better your attention span becomes. Okay, so next let's look at how listening to music can improve your spatial reasoning. Your spatial reasoning is your ability to visualize the position of an object and its shape in your mind. And you use your spatial reasoning when you imagine where something is in your room before you get it. Or if you were packing a suitcase and you were visualizing how different items were going to fit together. Um, or another example might be if you've ever put together a piece of furniture. You have to use spatial reasoning to match what you see in the two-dimensional diagram to the three-dimensional parts you're putting together. So it may seem odd that listening to music could improve these kinds of abilities, uh, especially since imagining your room and packing a suitcase, um, they don't really have anything to do with music. Well, there's something special about Mozart's music in particular that increases spatial reasoning. And in one study, some college students listened to Mozart's piano sonata for 10 minutes, and then other students listened to just a monotone speaker for 10 minutes. And then all the students took a test on spatial reasoning, and the students who listened to music scored significantly higher in their spatial reasoning, which actually led to a nickname for this. It's called the Mozart effect. And I guess when it hit the news, there were all these parents, parents of young kids, parents-to-be, who went out and bought a bunch of Mozart CDs because they were hoping that if they played them for their kids, it would raise their intelligence. So there actually was like this spike in sales of Mozart music when this uh, study was published. Um, but actually, the Mozart effect is really just a temporary thing, and it only lasts about 15 minutes. So, I don't know, you can take from that what you want. I mean, there's an effect there. Um, the next time you're packing for vacation or you have to put together a bookcase, um, maybe you might listen to a little Mozart. Um, if your task takes longer than 15 minutes, maybe you need to put it on repeat and that'll help you out. So, let's step away from music's effect on your brain and talk about how you might be able to predict someone's personality based on their favorite kind of music. There's actually science behind the style of music somebody likes and their personality traits. So a study was published in the American Journal of Psychology and it involved over 36,000 people. Scientists looked at the connection between people's personalities and their tastes in music, and they found that people define themselves by the music they listen to. So not only that, um, people even use music as a way to relate to each other. So if you've ever met someone new and you're trying to get to know them, maybe the one of the questions you ask is, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? And that might be like subconscious way that you're trying to kind of check out 
do we have the same taste in music? And if so, maybe there's other things you both like too. You know, maybe that's a good sign that we can be friends. So at this point, there's probably one or two things that are occurring to you. Either you are trying to guess what type of music I listen to, or you're wondering about your own taste in music and how that matches your personality. So let's unlock the mystery of some music styles and the personality traits that they go with. Okay, so let's start with pop music. And people who listen to pop are honest and hardworking and they have strong self-esteem. The bad news is they tend to be less creative and they're more uneasy or anxious. Um, as far as country music fans go, they tend to be outgoing and they're emotionally stable, even though so many country songs focus on heartbreak. Um, but they also like to stay in their comfort zone. So country music fans are not usually risk takers. Okay, so for heavy metal music, that seems to connect to people who are creative and introverted, but they may have low self-esteem. And those traits are actually kind of similar to people who like indie music. And indie music fans also tend to be intellectual and they're pretty passive types of people. So you're wondering who's aggressive. That's the people who like dance music. They like the fast paced dance music. They're outgoing, they're assertive, and they're more adventurous. Okay. So does the research line up with your personality or do you feel like you've been listening to the wrong kind of music all this time? Hopefully you are not rethinking your playlist. Uh, as for me, I listen to a wide variety of music. So I'm just going to kind of hope that maybe that means I have a good balance of personality traits. That brings us to the last way that music can affect you, which is through music therapy. You've probably noticed that when you hear music you like, it puts you in a good mood. And that's because your brain has released dopamine, which is a chemical. Um, dopamine is associated with motivation and feeling good and, you know, like being in a good mood. So hearing music can also stir up pretty strong emotions. And between the chemical reactions and stimulating our emotions, it's not totally surprising that music could be used for therapy. There is such thing as being a certified music therapist and um, they work with all kinds of patients. Some music therapists help patients with brain injuries. Um, one of the most prominent examples is a congresswoman named Gabby Giffords and she was severely injured in a mass shooting in 2011. Um, a bullet actually entered near her left eye and it passed through the left side of her brain. And since that's the side of your brain that controls language and the ability to speak, um, Gabby Giffords needed what was called neurologic music therapy. And she went through that for a few years and it helped her speak again, um, but it actually helped her in other ways too. It helped her recover movement and cognition. And the idea of music therapy helping your cognition is one of the reasons why it's used with Alzheimer's patients too. A lot of the times um, through music therapy, Alzheimer's patients will remember memories that they thought they had lost. Um, but there's 
kids of all ages that use music therapy as well. Um, kids who have speech delays use it to improve their communication. And even premature infants have improved sleep patterns and their feeding behaviors improve because of music therapy. So we're talking about all kinds of ages, all types of conditions, maybe something you're born with, or maybe something that happens or evolves to uh, over time through your life. Now, among the music therapist community, there's a set of 12 songs that have become like a go-to playlist for working with patients. And uh, you'll probably be surprised at how many of these you know, how common they are. And I'm just going to list off a few of them. So on the Music Therapist playlist, we have Amazing Grace, Don't Worry, Be Happy, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, Lean on Me, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and You Are My Sunshine. So notice that, you know, those are pretty upbeat, positive songs, very familiar songs. Um, now, on a side note, you don't have to go to a music therapist to gain some of the emotional benefits of listening to music. It can help you relax and feel less anxious, and music can just kind of naturally help you be more comfortable. It reduces your stress. We've already talked about how it improves your mood. So the next time you're having a bad day or you just need a moment to yourself, you know, listen to one of your favorite songs, a song that you know is going to put you in a good mood or put a smile on your face and just kind of let that dopamine do its thing. Well, that wraps up our look at how music can affect your body and mind. I hope this episode has inspired you to add more songs to your playlist and to appreciate the many benefits of listening to music. I would like to thank my sources, Get Healthy, Stay Healthy, Positive Psychology, Learning in the Brain, Neuroscience News, Stanford Medicine, Very Well Mind, BBC, NPR, and Discovery. And thanks to everyone who listened and join me again for another episode of Is That True Podcast. Oh,